All right, welcome in. Good afternoon. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented uh, by Cretan Townsend Holmes. We're here live at Kate Street Seafood Station in Hammond. Thank you so much for joining us here. A great opening weekend for Southeastern Baseball. Uh, the Lions welcomed in Lafayette College out of the Northeast uh, and sent them out of here with four straight losses as Southeastern starts the year 14-0. Got some great work offensively and on the mound by this club as Southeastern again opened up their 2023 season with a bang. Uh, after one weekend, currently leading the nation in stolen bases, uh, number two in, in walks, uh, leading the nation in uh, hit by pitches. So they were very productive offensively. Also great to see some guys who battled some injuries from a year ago who were not available, got on the mound, uh, got some quality work in, and we're going to talk about all that here on our program. Uh, Lions will be back in action this week as the midweek games are going to take on Jackson State uh, here in the midweek, and then they'll welcome in Sanford this weekend. So the, the competition ticks up here a little bit as we're going to talk about that as uh, Coach Reiser, again, his team off to a great start here in 2023, starting 4-0. Let's go ahead and welcome to the show the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Reiser. Matt, thanks for being here. Yep. Man, great to play baseball here this past weekend against somebody else. I know you guys have been inter-squadding for a while. You come out, you play a four-game series, and you start 4-0. Yeah, you know, uh, a great weekend, like you said. We were excited to, to finally get out there and go do it against somebody else so I could go home happy, uh, you know, at the hitters and the pitchers and the defense, all of, uh, all the above. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see. Uh, we, we knew coming into open weekend, that was the first-year head coach and A.J., and, uh, you know, he, he agreed to come down, come play four games, and uh, we were kind of scrambling there in October looking for a series. So uh, it was good to, to get them down, but we knew that they were going to be in kind of a rebuild mode uh, type situation. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to go take care of business like you're supposed to, and I thought we did that overall on the weekend. Um, you know, we'll talk about each game individually, but, you yeah. know, I think that was the – the good part of what we did, we never allowed ourselves to get lulled into what is, you know, we, we jumped out early in game one. We had a big win game one. Uh, but I thought the guys did a good job staying focused throughout the whole weekend because you knew what they were coming in to do. They were coming in to try to get one. Uh, in, in my opinion, they knew they had a couple arms that if they could match up right in the right moments, uh, then, you know, it would give them an opportunity to sneak one out of here. And, and that, I think, was kind of their main goal. But uh, we did a really good job of staying locked in and finishing off some games. So we had the, we had a few of the blowouts, right? We had a couple of the close ones and uh, got to see our guys in some action. Like you said, got to see some guys uh, from a year ago that were supposed to be there and, and weren't. You know, Brendan Stubrich and Jay long both of those young men to see them back out you know have their starting uh outings this weekend and, and jay long making his uh, debut as a yeah. lion so really really good weekend for us there's obviously some things we got to clean up and we'll continue to to work on and like you said as the schedule gets deeper we'll continue to tick up in competition for sure Matt, before we kind of jump in and start talking about each game individually, I want to walk, ask you again uh, you know as a whole just being able to open the season at home uh, you know we've you know you've done such a good job since you've been here as far as building the brand of you, you know Southeastern baseball is an event here in yeah. Hammond now. You know, just yep. so many people that uh, that plan their weekends about coming to these games and, and having a great afternoon, a great night at the ballpark. And, you know, I think of that Friday where you move the game up to 4 o'clock. It's opening day. Yep. It's uh, temperature in the 30s with a howling wind. And still to have over 1,200 people show up in the ballpark, uh, I just think that you have a lot of people uh, that is behind uh, your um, behind your program. And you look across our conference, it's not even close about uh, when you look at attendances yeah. uh, and what Southeastern and what Hammond America has done here uh, as coming out and supporting your program. Yeah, you know, being over here uh, for the last decade and a half, I mean, it's taken a lot of time and effort from, from a lot of individuals. And, and then our administration has done a fantastic job of helping us create that environment, you know, obviously from start to the top with Jay, but all the way down. Uh, to marketing director and George and, and you know it means something to those guys I had a conversation with 
Judson, who, who runs our uh, operations with the, you know, the video replay and all that kind of stuff and obviously the stream and online. And uh, he's like, hey, coach, you know, what views do we need for replay? I mean, it just it means a whole lot to those people. They do a fantastic job of creating that environment. And then obviously, you know, winning helps, you know, bring fans in the stands. And then, uh, you know, we have great support, man. Our kids get out in the community, do a great job of, of building that connection and that relationship with our, our community. The Hammond does the same thing in return. Uh, they do a great job of reaching out to us to make sure we're involved with them as well. So, yeah, like you said, opening day, we moved up to 4 o'clock. You got a little bit of, uh, hey, man, it's opening day, 4 o'clock on a Friday. You get a little nervous. You want it to be everything that's supposed to be for opening day and still was, right? And we might have to figure out how to maybe do that in years uh, come to come, right? And we open up an opening day at home. Man, we do that 4 o'clock start because I tell you what, uh, old Evan Keller in that shortstop position, he, he can play some shortstop, but he can sing a national anthem too. So we really got off with a bang there with 1,200 fans and, uh, and Evan Keller kick it off that national anthem. All right, again, Lions start their season here in 2023. They jump out 4-0 as they sweep Lafayette College. They'll play Jackson State in the midweek and then play Sanford here at home uh, again back at Alumni Field. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll walk through each one of these games. Uh, Brennan Stupridge started out the season with a bang with a 10-strikeout performance. Certainly great to see him back on the mound. We'll talk all about it when we come back right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Homes. We're live at Kate Street Seafood Station right here in downtown Hammond on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Good afternoon. Again, thank you so much for joining us. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented as always, by Creighton Townsend Homes. I want to thank those guys for all they do for us. And we're here at our new home here in 2023. We're at Kate Street Seafood Station out here on the patio. It's a gorgeous day. I want to thank everybody who came out and spent their afternoon with us talking Lion Baseball. Southeastern wins it. Uh, they, they sweep the weekend against Lafayette College. They start the year 4-0, a really impressive, uh, in, impressive fashion. We're going to walk through each one of these games. As, again, I'm Alan Waddell, joined, as always, by the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Reiser. And, Matt, we talked about, you know, you move that, that opening pitch on Friday night up to a 4 o'clock game. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's weather-related. It was going to be chilly, yeah, so you decided right. to move that thing up a little bit earlier, get a little a couple innings, I guess, in the sunlight, uh, so to speak. But really the storyline of game one, I think anybody that's associated with your program uh, – was excited to see Brennan Stupridge back on the mound. You know, I know that, you know, he had such a great freshman campaign, freshman All-American. He was tremendous. Uh, really, the last time we saw him was against, what, McNeese in the uh, conference right. tournament yep. a couple of years ago. Yep. That just shows you how long it's been. Did not pitch for us a year ago. We wanted to see what the, what the stuff looked like. We wanted to see what the command looked like. And, man, uh, I don't know if you could have drawn up any better. You know, six innings pitched, 73 pitches, 10 strikeouts, four hits. Uh, he was dominant. He was great. Uh, I know that had to be kind of an exhale moment uh, for you and, and your staff to see that guy out there throw that well on opening night. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, uh, to have Brennan back, obviously, it's a huge push for, for the entire club and the program. And uh, just to see Stoop out there for himself as well. You know what right, I mean? Absolutely. I mean, anytime you come back from an injury, it's uh, the physical part is one thing, but there's a mental aspect to it as well. So uh, to see that Bulldog, man, we, we talked about it, you know, in the last 18 months with this, you know, surgery that he'd had and, and coming back from. It. You know, maybe the dog got out the cage a little bit, and, and there was a little search in this fall for the commands. That man, it's going to come back. The stuff's there. So, you know, and we know what kind of competitor you are. So we know when the lights turn on, what's going to happen. And obviously in this preseason, he's been really good as well. Uh, and also to go out there on Friday night and not actually be able to prove, you know, to us, but, you know, we knew it, but proved himself as well. Hey, man, I'm back, and, and, and here I am on Friday night. And you see why. You know, I, I got the question this weekend of, hey, man, how did you decide to go Stuprich, you know, with Kinsler and Landry and Long, all those guys? I mean, you got a great weekend rotation. 
and uh, you know Stuber turned that opportunity and that right. I mean, it wasn't something that we just gave to him and said, let's see if it works out and, and happens. Uh, I thought in the preseason stuff he was really, really good and earned that right to get out there on Friday night. Matt, with um, you know, for those that that, that weren't at, at the ballpark this weekend or you know haven't been to inter squads, what was the stuff? I mean, what was the stuff like this weekend? Yeah, it was 90 to 92, up to 93 a few times. Uh, you know, so the velocity was a tick down from what it had been, but the command was excellent and the slider was fantastic. I think I saw, uh, you know, of his of his ten punch outs, nine of them were on the slider. Yeah, a lot of swing uh, miss. Yeah, a yeah. lot of it, a lot of it. they had. Look, they had some guys in lineup. They. Um, they really try to do a good job of, of landing and hitting long ball. Uh, they're the velocity. They're doing everything they can to get on time with it. And whether it's, you know, uh, 90 or 95 or 85, you know, they're trying to dominate those pitches. So uh, I thought Stoop did a fantastic job of playing off of it, man. He attacked early in the count, and he finished him off late in the count like he was supposed to. Had him off balance all night long, obviously. I mean, he only gave up the, you know, the four hits there. Um, you know, gave up a hit there in the very first inning and just – Went right back to silence. And, you know, they've got the big four-hole left-handed bat who's as strong as an ox, one of the, you know, probably one of the stronger kids in the country. And, uh, you know, gets him out in the first inning, and here we go, ready to rock and roll. So I thought he just did a fantastic job setting the tone for the entire weekend, for the entire staff. Like, hey, man, yes, we know they got a few guys in there. They had a team last year had two injuries, and two of those guys were back in the lineup. You know, one was hitting the one-hole, one was hitting the three-hole. To go along with, you know, the four-hole who's, who's got a, a chance to be a preseason uh, Patriot League player of the year. So, you know, the top of their orders pretty stout so they've got to do a good job of setting a tone I thought Brennan did that there on Friday Matt you decided to, to go offensively you decided to lead off Rhett this year I know that was yep. maybe one of the questions going in as well you know who's going to hit that lead off spot Keller did it so much uh, you know a year yep. ago uh, man he's just an on-base machine and you know he led the nation last year and hit by pitches and you know, I, I, I made the comment last week. I'm anxious to see how teams adjust to that this year. Well, I guess it didn't work because he got hit by pitches twice <laughs> in the first game, walked three times, yeah. uh, four times on the weekend, got hit by pitches again. 11 but, free passes for the weekend. Yeah, but, man, he just he just, he just just a gritty, gets-on-base type of guy and, and really kind of sets the table for that offense. Uh, he does, man. I mean, he, he frustrates some pitchers there. Uh, and to put him in that leadoff spot, frustrate the pitchers to open up the game or open up an inning, man, it's uh, it's good to see, you know, because then you got some, some guys behind him and obviously, you know, red as well. But when you start talking about Finky and then Shea Thomas, Killingsworth, Garcia, 11 good, Tartique, like you just start to stack all this up behind him. Uh, man, by the time you get down to RT, you can try to exhale, and then all of a sudden he pops you right in the gap for, for a two-run double. So um, it's good to set the tone there at the, at the front end, be tough to pitch to. He does a good job of that. Um, obviously got on base. Well, he hit 143 for the weekend. He only had one hit, but he was 667 on base. So it uh, just shows you, man, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And we talked about it Thursday night in the scout report, like, hey, here's what we're going to do. You know, Rosie's going to get on and lead off the game on Friday night, and we're going to put pressure on from the get-go. Finky, you're going to lay down that drag bunt, and you're going to beat it out, and we're going to put pressure and see how they handle it from the get-go. And that's literally what happened. Rosie gets on there, right? And I talked about Shea Thomas knocking in a couple of guys on the backside. Uh, Garst lined out, I think, to end the first inning. We didn't score in the first inning, but we had a lot of pressure there in the first inning, which was good to see. So I thought we put pressure on them there with Supers coming out on the top of the first and the bottom of the first. I thought the offense did a good job of it as yeah, well. Yeah, and scored crooked numbers in, in yep. four innings in this game, you know, three, three times, scored five in the eighth. So really trying to extend that thing and, and yep. kind of ended it uh, there on Friday night. But just one of those games where, you know, if you, if you just read the scouting report on what you're club has done since you've been the head coach here is you know hey you better not come inside because we're, we're not getting out the way we're not going to move our feet That's I think right. we got hit what seven times on Friday night uh, to start this uh, season yep. and then we stole a bunch of bases
bases as well, so continue to apply pressure. Really drew, drew, drew it up nicely offensively in this game. You mentioned Champ Ortiz. He had three hits in this game. T.J. Savaggio had two as well, multiple hit game. Tyler Finke had two with four RBIs. Uh, Shea didn't have a hit, but he had a couple of RBIs, got on base a couple of times with a couple of walks. You threw a couple of other arms in there, Mason Creasy, Lakin Polk. Talk about those guys there on Friday. Yeah, you know, uh, Creasy's the strike thrower, so we obviously had the big league there uh, on, on Friday. And, uh, you know, again, we got a four-game set. You know what the back end of the pen looks like. So the main thing you want to do is force them to swing the bat uh, in that kind of situation. And they did. They, they did a good job. They got on. Uh, they had to pop up in the one end for Creasy. We should have been out of the end with no run scored. And, you know, we just lost in the twilight. But, uh, you know, they had, they moved the bats there that next inning against him. And then uh, to be able to get the freshman in there, Lake and Polk, we, we've got big plans for him on that mound. So, uh, he's never really come out of the bullpen before. We started here this spring when we had a couple injuries there with the, some of these JC guys that were uh, we were kind of counting on this back end coming in. But uh, so hey, we have, Polk, I love your demeanor, I love your stuff, I love your slider. Like hey man, you, you're going to pitch at the back end for us and pitch us some trouble. So he's got to get used to what that's like, right? As a starter, sometimes it takes you 30, 35 minutes to get going. <laughs> we don't have 35 minutes to get going out of that bullpen. So I thought this played out really nicely to be able to get Polky down there, get him in the ball game, and I thought he threw tremendous. Well, and in, in all honesty, you know, Friday night I told some folks this. Um, you know, you, we probably thought the post game speech would have been a hey, great job, win number one, we win 15 to four type of speech. I was pretty upset, in all honesty, and, and that I think we set a good tone there on Friday night. Um, we jumped out early, we were really focused the first four or five innings, kind of throttled off there in the middle of the part of the innings until the end of the game until finally that eighth inning we extended it there. But uh, had some sloppy play in that ninth inning, we're up by 12, and you know, Shea's in there, he makes an error. Uh, Connor throws a ball on what should have been non contest. Like, hey man, if he's still third, who cares? Like, Pokey's gonna strike him out anyways let him have the bag uh we're not really holding the guys on he throws the ball in the left field and then tj's last play of the game rattled it in the glove throws it in the dirt luckily champ picked it out of the dirt for us right so we didn't have another other but just played sloppy defense in that ninth and you know the main thing i talked about was just our focus i mean that's great yeah look at the result 15 to 4 but the process man finish the game this is exactly what this team wants you to do they want to lull you to sleep and think oh man you're just going to come out here and show up and you're just going to beat them to, to death every single time you play them and i'm telling them i told the guys they've got arms they're waiting they're saving they're going to try to pop you one time so i thought friday night was good for us to be able to have that conversation and also get into saturday well speaking of that saturday maybe that conversation jump started your club a little bit yeah. there you scored uh, you come right out the gates uh you scored 12 in the first three innings you really blow this the doors open it went 20 to nothing game two uh, went at two to nothing. The uh, story: Will Kinsler on the mound again. Yep. Uh, I keep I keep referencing a year ago because it was so many things that happened. Right. Uh, you know, in that 22 campaign, the last time we saw this guy on the mound, you know, he could hardly walk coming mm -hmm. off the uh, off the field. I mean, literally, you felt bad for him just walking back and forth to the dugout uh, from the mound. Uh, good to see him back on the mound as well. I mean, what's his health? Uh, first of all, I'll ask that question, and then second of all, his performance: six innings, uh, one hit. Uh, 71 pitches, did yep. walk five. I know that that's probably something Weird we want to clean up right? a little bit. Yeah, yep. but, uh, but, but again, talk about Will. Yeah, no, I thought he was good. You know, I thought he yanked his fastball a little bit there, but, you know, he was getting a lot of swings, obviously a lot of early contact. And, uh, you know, and the walks actually were, were like the three – you know, uh, three one count walks, three zero walks. You know that we're walking, so it wasn't getting to full count, not being on finish, guys. It was just, 
you know, he, he kind of lost uh, a little fuel there on some guys. But to be able to walk five guys in six innings and still only throw 71 pitches, it, it's kind of a contradictory, right, that he also he was in the zone too because they're swinging and popping him up and, and getting early contact. So uh, we know that's what Will does. He does a great job of, of keeping that pitch count down. He's, he's healthy, ready to rock and roll. Uh, and I thought he was really, really good for us because, again, we wanted, to, we wanted a good start in this. We wanted five or six innings right. We had the pitch count kind of set at 80 of what we wanted to open a weekend with four games set and get some guys in out of the pen. And uh, he got through six there with 70-something pitches, so it was good to see. Matt, I think people that don't even just follow Southeastern baseball but just follow Louisiana baseball was anxious to see Jack Walker get on the mound. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a guy who was the national player of the year in high school a couple of years ago uh, out of Barb High School in, in uh, Lake Charles. Uh, goes to Mississippi State, doesn't work out there. Right. Uh, lands here in Hammond. And I know that uh, this this is a guy that, that could be maybe an X factor for your team. You know, you, it depends on how, how it plays out and how he performs. Yep. Uh, but nice to see him get out there in game two through a couple of quality innings for you. Yep. Uh, 35 pitches, uh, gave up one hit, had a strikeout. Um, but again, talk about Jack Walker a little bit. This is a this is a this is a guy that that uh, he, he like I said a minute ago he, he could be a, certainly a major factor in this season. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've talked about him in the preseason stuff, and you know where he was when he came in in September and where he is now are two totally different things, man. It's it's really good to see Jack put in the work and and the time and effort with Coach Sal and Coach Kyle in the weight room. So um, yeah, he's got a little different look, man. In all honesty, I mean he's got a a super super sinker. I mean it's it's a Josh Green type sinker. So sometimes the command of it. Uh, kind of get away from him a little bit. You know, just got to figure out where to start it. But I thought he did a good job. You know, he had a moment there where, where he tried to lose it um, and, and did a good job of kind of recentering, moving his eyes, getting right back in the zone. Uh, it was a great opportunity to get him out there for a couple innings, get his pitch count going a little bit because he is. He's a guy that just a different look than what we have and some other guys there in that bullpen. So uh, good to get him out there. And then also Levi Bennett, man. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, he turned it on. Uh, I, I didn't. Uh, Three strikeouts. No, honestly, yeah. I mean, we knew we knew he'd go out there. You know, at ninety ninety one with a sinker and a slider, uh, and feel pretty good about it. But um, you know, in the preseason stuff, he'd, he'd been walking a few guys, been kind of hit and miss a little bit on the on the stuff. Boy, he went out there and competed his tail off, man. He got after it, got three punch outs out to finish off that 20-0 game. Well, you know, you look at, at this one as well, and, you know, obviously they, they didn't play very well defensively, made a bunch of mistakes, but right. you had 17 hits. I yeah. mean, so we got 17 hits on the game, uh, a bunch of multi-hit guy, uh, game, uh, multi-hit performances by a bunch of guys through there. So offensively, and the main thing you jump out here and look at it, when a game does get out of, out of whack like this a little bit, you look through there and you see a lot of guys that get it back. You talked about Lake and Polk on the mound earlier. He got in a bat in this game. Yep. Dane Watts came in and got a couple couple of hits as yep. well. He's another local product uh, from St. Thomas as well. We saw Logan Sheridan get in the game. Michael Curry got in the game. So you got to see a lot of guys. Clay yep. Cook yep. got in the game. You saw a lot of different guys get in there and get some quality at bats. Yeah, 100%. And that's what we've talked about. You know, we've just got different pieces we can move around. So we want to get that experience as quickly as we can, non-conference right, to help us win a championship once conference play comes. And we talked about it, man. The team just got to be, got to stay selfless. I mean, they've got to do a great job of, hey, man, sometimes I'm going to pinch it for you. And sometimes I'm going to pinch run for you. Sometimes we go defense replacement for you. And, hey, man, we've got roles. Uh, hey, yeah, you had a great day yesterday in the starting. Uh, we were facing a different matchup today, and you're not starting if you're going three for three. Like, don't don't ask questions. Just just do. Continue to trust us, right, and what we talk about. Uh, and then you'll be ready to go again once we do get the matchup that we like so that everybody stays where they've got to be, right? We don't feel like we have to sit there and wait on a guy uh, tank for five weeks and, and, and go down to 180 batting average and go, hey, man, we got nobody else. We've got some of those options. But it was good in that game to be able to get some of those guys in and get that experience. 
All righty, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about game three and game four as Southeastern finished off Lafayette College with a 4-0 sweep. Uh, and then we'll get you ready for this week. Uh, midweek game against Jackson State and then Samford, a team that I know that uh, Coach Riser and this uh, this team certainly has Samford after uh, circled after a year ago. We went over there to, to Birmingham uh, to take on those guys here this weekend here in Hamlin. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll have more for you right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with Head Coach Matt Riser presented by Creighton Townsend Holmes live from K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Riser here presented and live uh, at K Street Seafood Station, also presented by T Creighton Towns at Holmes. Southeastern opened up their 2023 campaign, sweeping Lafayette College. Uh, four games to none, played four games, uh, one on Friday, two on Saturday, and then one on Sunday. Won the first two on Friday, 15-4, to four, then our first one on Saturday, 20 to nothing, And then the, the second game of the doubleheader, probably the most competitive de game of the, uh, of the weekend. Uh, Matt, you win this game. Uh, Seven to five against Lafayette College. You had a seven to two lead going into the seventh inning. This was a seven inning game uh, in game three, uh, but you hold on to win that thing seven to five. Uh, offensively, only had four hits in this game, uh, but you still were able to figure out a way to score seven. You put four runs on the board in the first inning and kind of jumped out to that early lead. But then they chipped away and got and got back in the game. Yeah, well, we knew this would be the game, right? Uh, where they were at with their pitching, you know, they, the shortened game, seven in game. This is probably where we we're going to get their best best shot, in all honesty. And uh, you know, again, I thought the guys responded well. You know, Alan, you, you sit here and look at the two scores, like, man, Matt, you must have been a lot happier with twenty nothing. You were seven to five against this club, and actually, in reality, I was just as pleased in both yeah. of them. Uh, the way we played, I, th I thought we, I thought we played well. I thought we played well defensively. I thought we pitched it well. Uh, Landry went out there and set a tone early for us. Uh, you know, it was up to ninety seven in the first inning so you get to see the talent of that young man and threw a ton of strikes man just continued to, to bore the zone with strikes gave up a couple solo home runs uh didn't phase him whatsoever continued to pump in the strikes like we wanted him to and then uh i thought hunter o'toole was was uh, was imperative in this uh, you know you go look at the stat line like dang man o'toole didn't throw very well his energy he came in the sixth inning you know it's a four or five two game I think there at that point uh he came in and just absolutely blew it up man I mean it was 92 93 good breaking ball went right through their their group got us back on the dugout and this is where the team part came in right uh you know Cookie uh ends up pinch running right gets in there we get him to second base on steal and then obviously uh we're still in third again Finky gets the big hit you know we were waiting on some some of those big hits with guys in scoring position you know and Finky had a couple of those this weekend that he was just uh he was locked in man he was he was the Tyler Finky that we know, right, uh, from a year ago, man, that Mr. Clutch is going to get up there. And when it's time to have something, he's going to get it done. So uh, it was good to see, you know, Finky's still second. We score another run there. We're just really energized going to that seventh inning. And unfortunately, right, they got to, to Thule there in that next inning, uh, had a, had a, another home run there, another solo shot that I think kind of rattled the cage a little bit. We had Asphalt ready to go to go close it out, right, with that three-run lead. He's going to be our closer. And uh, he was hot, ready to rock and roll. When we extended it, decided, hey, let's go ahead and finish with Thule. Uh, you know, he was actually going to get the save because when he came to the game, it was a safe situation. So that was kind of our, our game plan there, you know, keep saving asphalt until we need the safe situation. And uh, it was good to see us have to go to that moment, right, yeah. uh, see asphalt come in in that moment. Hey, man, big situation, their best hitter. You know, he leaves the yard. They're going to take the lead type of deal. Uh, Christian Garcia is throwing to third base. You know, of course, we're all yelling too because I thought that was the easier play. But, of course, Christian makes it hard sometimes and makes an absolute bullet throw to third base, throws the guy out, we get the 
pop out. We end the game. Great team win, 7-5, man. Some guys really contributed there. We did a good job coming out of the bullpen. Uh, and all in all, sweep uh, uh, Saturday doubleheader there. And those, those doubleheaders aren't easy to sweep by any means, no matter who you're playing or what you're doing, right? It's be the ability to – to look at it, 20 nothing. go, hey, man, all right, now we're starting back over the first inning. It's nothing, nothing. So everything that you just did, it don't mean crap. <laughs> let's move on to the next game and let's, let's do what we got to do. So really good to see us get that early start there again, 4 nothing that lead, uh, and then continue to ride it out there to get that doubleheader sweep. Absolutely. Lions win it 7-5 uh, against Lafayette College in game three. They go into Sunday. Uh, and I know we talk about this a lot, Matt, uh, since we've been doing this show together, how important it is when you get to a final game of a series yep. and you have an opportunity to sweep to sweep because you look back you know later in the season you, you lose some of these games you say man you know we could have swept down we could have swept well and those, those wins you That's know right. kind of they get away from you but you had an opportunity to go out and get the four game sweep and you did it you, you beat these guys 11 to 4 uh you start the year 4 and 0 uh it was a nothing nothing score after the end of the first uh, inning you go to the bottom of the second nothing and you explode for six and i thought that was kind of just the punch that said hey okay we're not going anywhere we're gonna go ahead and sweep this thing you put six on the board yep. and, and get out of there 11 to 4 yeah, again, another a good game. Like you said, we kind of got the lead there early. That was, a, I think, their first inning was their first one, two, three, and they had it all weekend. So they were, you know, also excited to get back in the dugout. They didn't have any free passes, all that kind of stuff. So uh, they were ready to rock and roll and, and felt good about what they were doing. Again, you knew they were going to come out clawing and fighting for everything they could possibly have to try to get out of here with one. And, uh, I mean, Jay Long set the tone, let's be honest. Goes out, strikes out the side and the top of the first, strikes out their, their four-wheel hitter, the best hitter. That, so strikes out the first four of the ball game. Uh, and really just kind of set a tone for us, man, that, hey, man, we're, we're here to finish this thing off. We're not going to lose focus. We're going to stay locked into what we're doing. Uh, score the six runs there in the second. We wanted some more there on the back end. I think we mis-executed a few things base runner-wise that I think could really extend that there. There's a call that didn't go away at second base. I thought had a chance to make another big inning. Uh, you know, we reviewed it. The call stood. We, we couldn't overturn it with the camera angle that we had, so we're going to have to do, you know, some work there to see if we can get a better angle because that's going to be a play a lot at second base with the tags out safe, the way we run the bases that uh, we're going to have to get that camera angle to make sure we have enough, you know, video evidence to overturn the call. Because uh, those umpires, I mean, it, obviously they're going to do everything they can to, to make sure they, the call stands on the field. Uh, they want 100% proof that, you know, that they can overturn that call. So, uh, but long story, yeah, I thought we did a good job. <clears throat> you know, I thought Lance Love did a really good job coming out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, we had kind of talked, you know, Jay was at four and a third situation, only throwing 68 pitches, and we had talked about in the pregame stuff that, you know, most of those starters, we wanted to go around 80 pitches, right, between 75 and 80. And, uh, hey, you know, Jay's only at 68. Why'd you go go to Love? It was a perfect situation for us. You know, a couple guys on base, Love's coming in. Uh, that's what he's going to be, you know, in those tight games as the year goes along. He's going to come in and slam the door in that moment, uh, handle the traffic, and I thought he did a fantastic job of that. Hung one breaking ball that – you know, found a way with the wind on Sunday to kind of get out of the ballpark. Um, really, his only mistake that he made. And uh, I thought Jackson Rodriguez, right, they get a little momentum. They hit the home run to make it 8-4. They're feeling good about it. Jackson Rodriguez was fantastic. We, we, we couldn't wait to get him out there. He's been great in the fall and the preseason stuff. Uh, punches out there, dude, right, there in the eighth inning. Really energizes us to go score three more runs. And then Connor Spencer there at the back end. Oh, lo and behold, he good, my goodness. I mean, 10 of 11 pitches were strikes. Uh, last pitch was 97, just absolutely blew the door. 
doors off their hitters. So uh, really good to see, man, some of the stuff that we've talked about, you know, the, the, the ability of that back-end bullpen, the talent we have, the depth we have in that bullpen. You got to see a little bit there on, on Sunday, man. That was kind of a bit more of a, I don't say a realistic, but a realistic look of how we're going to kind of run this thing in the springtime. You could definitely see love there early uh, going in for that starter. Jackson Rodriguez can come in. He can give you one, two, or three if you need him to. Turn the, door, the, the ball over to Connor Spencer there, right, uh, to finish that thing off. Man, that, that's, a, that's a real good combination there to go that right, left, right, and all three guys do really well for us. Matt, uh, Pierce Levengood had four RBIs, a couple of hits in this in this game yeah. four. And, yeah. you know, he, he's a guy that just, you know, he looks the part. And then, you know, he's had some moments. You know, think back to a year ago where he had a stretch where he was really hot kind of in the middle back half of the season. And he, he could be a difference maker as well. And, you no know, he just, he just has uh, he has game-changing power uh, in, in this lineup. And I know just consistency is what you got to see out of him. Yep, yep. And he continued to get some opportunities this weekend. And uh, I thought the one there on Sunday was huge. You know, it's a 3 nothing game. We've been kind of waiting for that kind of big punch with bases loaded all weekend. I think we left, I don't know, Damon 17 or 18 on Friday night on base. And then, you know, I know we scored 20 in the first game, uh, but we left another 16, I think, on base there uh, in that game. So we were just kind of looking, hey, man, instead of them, you know, hitting somebody and walking in a run, whatever it may be, or uh, making an error because we're, you know, running hard 90s down the line and uh, that kind of stuff. We, let's see somebody throw the big punch. Somebody, somebody split a gap with the bases loaded. And uh, boy, Levengood gave us that big double down the line to score all three of them. And I thought that was that was key, man. Uh, I thought that really obviously separated there early, kind of deflated them a little bit and what they were trying to do with their starter. They felt good about where he was at at the time. And, uh, yeah, really kind of separated some things there. So it was good to see Pierce do what he had to do. But then all of a sudden, and this is what we're talking about, we've got options, right? So uh, we've got the lead, and we bring Joe Delaney in for Pierce out in left field. Pierce plays a good left field, but Joe was just a little bit faster, a lot faster, actually. He can blaze, but uh, can, can really run it down out there in the outfield as well. So, you know, we bring him in to make that move. And then it's Joe, who in all honesty throws throws the kill punch. I mean, yep. he splits the guy there to double. I know he scored a couple runs, but, man, that was, again, kind of the punch that went and said, hey, man, all right, this thing's done. Let's just get out of here and get back to Pennsylvania. So it was great to see, man, uh, us not limp through the finish and just get through it because we were winning by a lot of runs. It was good to see us throttle down and finish off a good weekend and focused and, and uh, finish a four-game set. Yeah, obviously we had a lot to talk about with the, uh, with the four games uh, there, the way this thing – uh, played out as Southeastern again. They went it. Uh, they went all four games to go four and zero. They'll be back in action against Jackson State here in the midweek, and they're going to play Sanford uh, this weekend. But Matt, kind of before we turn the page on Lafayette, you know, any other thing you want to bring up here? Again, I know there was a lot of action in there, four different games. Uh, kind of, you kind of did, kind of handled a lot of different things. You know, when you look yep. at it, hey, we got it. We adjusted the start time on Friday. You know, yep. so that that's a little bit different. And on Saturday. Uh, you know, you had to play two games, which is always a challenge. It's and something, being a seven and, and it's gonna different. and it's gonna happen as the year goes yep. on. You know, we're not gonna get through a year where we don't have more double headers. Your teams yep. have always been good in those double header type situations. Yep. And then you're and then you turn around on a Sunday, and with a chance to sweep, and you do it. So I feel like you, you put yourself in a bunch of different positions that you can't simulate with practice, totally. uh, and we're able to be successful in all those opportunities. Yeah, you, you try to prep. I mean, that's the main thing, right? When that first pitch is thrown, you want to go out there and be confident about the preparation the time and effort you put into it, preparing for everything. And uh, you really don't know what the reaction is going to be until the fire, you know, comes on. So uh, it was good to see the fire come on and see our guys respond to it, man, that they were they were a bunch of rocks this weekend. And uh, we didn't have no marshmallows out there or candies. They did a great job of handling what it was and what it needed to be and take care of business in the same sense, you know, like – I thought they handled it pretty professional after the sweep, you know, instead of getting super excited and just like over the moon, like, hey, man, we were 4-0, blah, blah, blah. It was like, 
And that's what we're supposed to do. All right, on the next, you know, where are we at? Okay, enjoy right. this one tonight. Who we got? Well, okay, we got Jackson State on Tuesday. And then we got Sanford coming in next week. And, hey, man, we, we got to get back to work, back to business, man. This is just open a weekend. It's a long season. All right, let's give you some quick uh, national rankings after one week uh, in the books. So, uh, Southeastern had a few guys already uh, in the top of the country. Uh, Tyler Finke with seven stolen bases this weekend. That puts him number one in the country. Also, he's second uh, and runs scored with nine. Uh, Rhett Rosevere, um, not a surprise to be at the top of this category, but uh, he got hit four times this weekend, so he's second in the nation hit by pitches. Shea Thomas with a couple of sack flies, that's second in the nation as well. Team Rakins, Southeastern stole the most bases in the country this weekend. They have 24, they're number one in the country. 23rd, uh, got hit by pitch 23 times, again, number one in the country. Walked 36 times, that's actually number two, that's hard to believe. And we actually are back by a lot. I think uh, Charlotte got walked 50 times in four wow. games this weekend, unbelievable. And lost one of those games. I think they, lost, I think they, I think they walked 15 times and one game and lost. Uh, and then uh, we scored 53 runs. Uh, that is third in the nation. We'll go ahead and put Lafayette College behind us. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to spend our last 15 minutes or so on our opponents for this week. Jackson State uh, and then Sanford this weekend. And we're going to wrap it up right here live from Kate Street Seafood Station as this is Inside Southeastern Baseball with Matt Reiser presented by Creighton Townsend Homes on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Just a few minutes left to go here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented uh, by Creighton Townsend Homes. We are live here at Kate Street Seafood Station. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you may be. We're going to be doing this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. Make sure you come join us for a lunch and, uh, and check out some Lion Baseball. Again, Southeastern started the year 4-0, sweeping Lafayette College. Uh, they'll go on the road for the first time here in 2023 as they're going to travel up Interstate 55. Uh, to Jackson, Mississippi for a 6 o'clock non-conference contest against Jackson State at Robert Bob Brady Field. First time Southeastern and Jackson State have played since the 2018 season. Jackson State started out their year 2-1 and one this weekend. Uh, they're coached by Omar Johnson. He's been there forever, 17 years uh, at the hand, at the, the helm of Jackson State. And, and, Matt, one thing that jumped out to me from their weekend, they went 2-1, and one, but, man, they really pitched it well, pitched it a 2.16 ERA. Uh, they, they, they swung it at 3.23. Three, a 323 average this weekend, scored 26 runs. Um, they haven't played these guys in a few years, uh, but they always have talent up there at Jackson State. Yeah, you know, um, they're always competing for a swag championship year in, year out, them and Southern and Alabama State are kind of the three powerhouses there in, in there. Uh, Texas Southern every now and then will show up too as well. So, uh, yeah, those guys do, do a good job. Omar, like you said, has been there for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, we were able to get them back on the schedule, all the, the craziness of the of the scheduling. Uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to do a home-on-home -home with these guys. Yeah, they'll come back here April the 18th. That's right, yep, yep. So we'll, we'll, have, we'll go up there and make the first trip up there, and then they'll come back down here. Uh, in, in April. So, uh, yeah, a, a good club. Uh, I'll see uh, a year ago, if you go look at what they did, uh, they had decent play there in the SWAC and, and, and really had some really good midweek games that they, they knocked off a few opponents, you know, Monroe and Nichols, and uh, I think played Tech pretty tight in one of them too. So, you know, they, they've done a good job. They've got one of their arms back. Uh, he threw in relief, I think, yesterday. They still haven't announced a starter, but I would assume we're probably going to see him as kind of uh, traditional, I think, on, on Omar's part. Um, you know, 
like we do, right? We need some quality wins early. You want to build some confidence early. So, you know, uh, he's, he's got a situation. He's playing a lot of conference opponents early. Doesn't really want to expose too much of what he's got yet to the, to the conference opponents. So uh, I'd assume we, we probably see him. Guy Gonzalez uh, struck out over 100 guys last year in 90-something minutes. You know, was one of their mainstay. I think he had 15 starts and 19 appearances. So, uh, but whatever they do, decide to go. Again, sometimes it's not about them. It's, it's, it's really all about us and how we go about our business. So uh, we'll look to build on what we did this past weekend. And it's not a club that you overlook by any means. You know, when you go into Jackson State, you better be ready to play. They're good at the ballpark. You know, they, they're good regardless, but really good at the ballpark like most teams are. Uh, they're very comfortable inside their own confounds of, the, of their stadium. And, uh, you know, this will be their first home game. This will be their home opener. So I'm sure they'll have a good crowd and have a, a, lot, of, a lot of rowdy fans to get out there and support uh, Jackson State. So we'll, we'll look forward to it, making that trip up I-55 tomorrow. Any decision for, for pitching for you? I mean, this is a, you know, you played four in the first weekend. Right. So this is like a five-game week technically, yep. you know, because you're going to play this fifth game in the midweek. I know we threw a lot of arms this weekend. But any thoughts on that uh, as, as then we go into Sanford for the weekend and uh, what you're going to do uh, tomorrow night? Yeah, we, we've got an idea. We're not ready to release it yet. You know, we're going to kind of wait until uh, they release theirs, and we'll, we'll share that information uh, accordingly. So, uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a young man. We'll make a, a start tomorrow uh, that we're excited about. Uh, fills the strike zone up with a lot of strikes and and uh, got multiple pitches for strikes and can really control the running game and just he does a really good job he had a really good fall and really good spring for us so uh, you'll see his name penciled in there tomorrow I won't announce it yet but we'll we'll see that tomorrow uh, whenever he takes them out so once again uh, tomorrow's game it will be streamed on the Jackson State website so uh, that's that's what it's being announced so hopefully you can watch that on six o'clock uh, tomorrow night as it will be a Mardi Gras game for Southeastern and the Jackson State Tigers. And then, Matt, you'll return home this weekend. You'll take on the Sanford Bulldogs. And I know uh, this was a home-and-home home from a year ago. You went yep. down over to Sanford last year. Uh, and then they're going to come back and return the trip this year. And I've always said this. I feel like uh, these universities should should play in everything all the time. You know, it's a, it's a – uh, it's not a far trip uh, over there uh, to Birmingham. We just had a classic game with them in the FCS playoffs and football as yep. well. Uh, I know that last year – going over there didn't really go the way you wanted it to uh, against Sanford. They played really well in that three-game set. Uh, so then you're going to uh, take on the Bulldogs here this weekend. Talk about these guys. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously we went over there and had a rough weekend. You know, it was a weekend we just we couldn't get right. And, uh, you know, it was a situation where we wanted to, uh, you know, hey, man, we've got to repay the favor. Uh, you know, they played Memphis this weekend. They were – had a tight one there on Friday, uh, dropped another one on Saturday at Memphis. You know, another opponent we'll have later in the season. And then I was able to take one in extra innings uh, uh, yesterday. So a uh, good club, man. They, they lost a few of their hitters but got, you know, six of their nine starters back in the lineup. And uh, they got their big arm on Friday night, their big draft arm. Cravey, he'll, he'll be on Friday night. Same guy we saw last year. Uh, looks like one of the, the, one of the main relievers that they use. He's back as well. And then uh, their closer's back as well, Carson Hobbs, who's been up to 97. So they'll have a few pieces, man, that, that'll be a good club. Uh, they'll come in obviously anxious and, and ready to roll uh, after, you know, dropping open a weekend series. You know, they'll be excited about getting getting back after it and, and trying to get in the win column. So, again, good week for us to, to continue to build on the momentum we did from open a weekend. And uh, if we can stay locked in and focused and continue to excel in these roles that we've had guys in, uh, we should be in good shape for the weekend.
Yeah, they're going to play Jacksonville State at home uh, tomorrow night as well, or actually tomorrow in the afternoon at 4 o'clock. That game's on ESPN+. Plus. If anybody wants to tune in and watch it, they're going to take on Jacksonville State. They lost two out of three against Memphis uh, this weekend at Memphis. That's another Lion opponent. That'll be our next home series as yep. well, uh, but it won't be until uh, March 17th through 19th as we'll welcome in the Memphis Tigers. Matt, well, you played the four games this weekend. We know who you, you started, obviously, uh, with, with Stupridge, Kinsler, uh, Landry, and then Jay Long. I mean, what do you do this weekend? I mean, now you're only going to be down to three. Have you have you made a decision on what, what you do in those three-game series there? Uh, and who's going to be a weekend? Maybe who's going to be a midweek? Uh, have you looked at that far? Yeah, we, we discussed it this morning in our staff meeting. Uh, you know, it's kind of like another four-game series after tomorrow because we're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we got St. John there on Monday yeah, as Monday, well. Right, so, yeah. you know, we're, we're kind of the kinda, same deal. Yeah, we're, we're in the midst of, of diving into Samford and, and obviously St. John as well. They both had open weekend. St. John played well up at Old Dominion. Unfortunately, dropped the series, but uh, they played well. You know, they, they took one up there on opening night. But uh, both clubs are, are good, and we want to dive in a little bit deeper before we announce that rotation. But also, you'll you'll see Stuprich in there. You'll see Kinsler News, see Landry in there, uh, along in there probably as well. You know, just what fashion or form we go. Uh, we're just not quite concrete on where we're at with that yet. Yeah, five games in seven days as uh, you're about to buckle it up here and, and play some, some a lot of baseball. Again, Jackson State um, – at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Then Sanford will be here at home for a three-game set, 6 o'clock Friday night, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday, and then 6 o'clock on Monday. But I know we had a question what we're going to do next week. We will have a radio show. It's kind of like a pregame show. We'll just give you a pregame pre-game show, baby. get you ready uh, for that St. John's game uh, next Monday at home. Come on, right have your beer at, and get ready to go have some baseball, right? That's right, at Alumni Field, 6 o'clock, first pitch that night. Matt, just a couple of minutes left to go here on our show. Uh, you started out the year with a bang, 4-0. Uh, you played really well this weekend against a, a Jackson – I'm sorry, a Jacksonville uh, – against a Lafayette team that came through. People said, hey, who y'all playing this week? I said, Lafayette. No, <laughs> no, no, no not, not that not, Lafayette. Not you know, so uh, Lafayette <laughs> came down here, yeah. uh, and you, you took care of business, swept them four times. You'll go on the road for the first time tomorrow night. And then uh, and then Sanford is a good club. They're going to come in here, and I know expecting another big crowd. Hopefully the weather is going to be good again uh, here this weekend against the Sanford Bulldogs and then St. John's on Monday night, but kind of your final thoughts of, of the opening week, your, your, your first four games, as then we get ready for a, a nice little grind here, a bunch of baseball here in the next seven days. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll be excited for it. I mean, this is why we, we prep all year long, right, to start playing some games and get after it. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look to continue to, to build on the momentum. Uh, I've just gotten a text message, so now we're, we're good to announce. Uh, we're going to start Aaron Hosack tomorrow as okay. our starter against good Jackson timing. State. Yeah, perfect timing, right? Uh, they're going to start the left-hander and Thorne for Jackson State. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about it, man. I mean, again, we, we continue to build on, on what we're playing, man. Uh, you know, actually, last time we played Jackson State, I think I think they beat us both games uh, that year in, in 2018, if I remember right. Both, I think, four, three, or five, four. Very similar scores. So, uh, obviously, uh, good to have them back on the schedule, man. Very competitive. Club, obviously, what Sanford did last year, we're, we're excited about having them again. They were finished second in the uh, in the SoCon last year, and they're you know picked again this year to finish up there in the top of the SoCon. So, some great competition coming. Uh, we're, we're excited about the opportunities, and what really just want to build off the momentum. In all honesty, I mean, I think it was a great opening weekend to, to see some things like we talked about. There's some things that we still got to get cleaned up. You know, we'll look forward to doing that tomorrow night, and then obviously practice on Wednesday and Thursday as well. Um, you know, it, it's it's the good thing about being in season. Uh, you still have a 
couple of practice days in there that, you know, there's a few things that you want to be able to review. It's not the same intensity, right, that you do in the preseason or in the fall ball, right, where you're just absolutely killing them. I mean, they're playing four or five games a week. Uh, but there's some attention to detail stuff that you can dive in a little bit more divine with uh, during those practices that I really, you know, truly enjoy. So a couple of things that we messed up base run-wise, I think we can, you know, put a little more intimate time on it. Uh, you know, from a pitch standpoint, we can break down some film and some things that, you know, we can do a little bit better with our misses and uh, have even more success than what we had this weekend. Uh, and then offensively, man, you know, it was it's kind of a weird weekend because you have so many free passes, right? I mean, 36 walks, 20-something HBPs. Uh, you know, you're talking about mid-50s, almost 60, you know, free passes. Uh, it it kind of puts you on reserve a little bit. So when you do actually do get a pitch to hit, you know, it kind of, oh, oh, wow, okay, there's one type of deal. So um, I think it will be good for us uh, to be able to continue to get back to work get some of these guys in the middle of the order like we talked about with Shea Thomas and Jake Killingsworth, man, they're, they're going to hit. They're gonna, and they're going to hit a lot, and they're going to be uh, a real force to reckon with in the middle of that order. So uh, we need to continue to do that part of it, um, you know, and, and obviously continue to just build on what the season is. It's a long year. You know that. I know that. The guys know that. Again, I was pleased with uh, how they handled uh, yesterday and the weekend of just being very professional in their approach of, hey, man, that's what we're supposed to do, right? So great job. Got the wins like we're supposed to. But, uh, again, back to business this week. So I really like the, the maturity and the leadership that we're seeing from that aspect of it. College baseball, like we talked about again, is always at an all-time high from a talent standpoint. You know, what's going to be the separators? Where, where are you, where you going to find a way? I mean, just look across the country. You're watching VMI beat Mississippi State on Saturday night, and their closers are up to 96 yeah. miles an hour shutting the door. Like, everybody's got talent. I mean, the guy they ran out yesterday up to 95. So everybody's talented. It's, it's what you're doing, you know, that, that kind of gains the advantage. And whether it's, it's an advantage you see on film, an advantage that you can play and pull out when you because you're a little bit more prepared than the other team, um, or just playing out being a little bit more, a little bit tougher. In all honesty, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about competing. And guess what? Good teams, they like to compete. Good players, they love to compete. So you got to enjoy competing against those guys. Those were some of the things we saw this weekend that we want to continue to build on uh, throughout the season because it's it's a season that's built up. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good competition preseason, non-conference. You know, you look around the conference. Uh, I know Corpus Christi beat UTA a couple of times. You know, Lamar swept yeah. their weekend as well. Uh, you know, went over and beat Kennesaw. They lost the series on the road, but they beat a really good Kennesaw State team, a team that was in a regional final a year ago. Um, you know, Nichols is taking care of business down in, down there in, in uh, Thibodeau area. So, you know, the conference is going to be, again, a, a fun conference, a fun year. Uh, just excited to see where we continue to build on it. All right, Matt. Well, that's all I got. Good luck tomorrow night against Jackson State, and we'll see you at the ballpark this weekend against Sanford. want to thank everybody who came out here today, and as always, I want to thank our title sponsor, Creighton Townsend Homes, and our location sponsor, Kate Street Seafood Station. That's been it. That's our time for Coach Matt Roser. I'm Alan Waddell. We'll see you next time on Inside Southeastern Baseball, presented by Creighton Townsend Home on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. I know, baby. Broadcasts on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network are a product of Lion Sport Properties. For more information on how you can support future broadcasts, contact Lion Sport Properties at area code 985-549-2570.